Welcome back to the Leadership Locker. This is Rich. I'm so glad you guys are here to join me. I actually don't even like doing intros because I like to get right to the stories, and this is no exception. Today, my guests are Sarah Noose and Megan Riley, who are co-founders of Tippy Toes Dance. This was a simple idea where they were teaching kids how to dance, and it grew and grew into franchises, ultimately to about 30 plus franchises across the nation. And with the recent events of this amazing pandemic, they had to kick it to virtual. An amazing success here, and that is being on Shark Tank, swimming with the sharks, and then winning. But it may not be the way you think. So check this episode out. This is an incredible story that's gonna give you some insight into how it was going down in season two of Shark Tank, how they interacted, how they pitched, how they prepped, all of it. Enjoy it. And don't forget, this is sponsored by Rich Cardona Media where we believe your value is only going to materialize if you're visible. So you need a content machine and that's why we film, edit, and distribute content for you with a very heavy emphasis on LinkedIn where we can blow you up. Get in touch with us if you want more information at rich at richcardonamedia.com or Eliza, E-L-I-Z-A, at richcardonamedia.com. Enjoy the episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Leadership Locker. Uh, I have two fantastic guests, and I don't like to do the intros for them, but uh, let's start with you, Sarah, uh, and then you, Megan, and can you please tell us who you are and what you do? So my name is Sarah Noose, and I am the CEO of Tippy Toes, which is a dance company that travels all over into preschools and daycare centers. We write our own music, we make our own ballet slippers, we have a little mascot. We're all things little kids, fun, exciting. So that's me. Megan? My name is Megan Riley, and I am um, the COO of Tippy Toes, and I'm ride or die with Sarah. I mean, we're, we're the CEO and COO. We have, um, you know, focus every day on building our brand and reaching more kids. We love um, really bringing women into business, um, helping them succeed in business, reaching kids through our dance classes. Um, I am married to my husband, Chris. We've got three kids. I also have a podcast um, called Who Is Your Mama that's going to be released this summer. And... That's it. Uh, so let's get into something that I think is going to be a great learning experience for the listeners. Uh, so whoever would like to at least start with what was going on and where you ended up uh, in terms of being able to present your idea, I'm ready. All right. Well, we were featured on the second season of ABC Shark Tank. Well, we thought we were discovered honestly. But what what turns out is my husband Adam sent an application in and didn't tell Megan or I. And so we get I get a phone call when I'm driving like carpool and I remember it was um, phone call I answered it and she said, "Hello, this is Roberta from ABC Shark Tank." And my jaw dropped and I was like, "I can't believe they found us." And <laughs> so I called Megan, she couldn't believe they found us. So I called my husband, I'm like, Adam, you'll never believe who wants us to be on Shark Tank. And he said, oh, good, I'm glad they got my submission. 
And I'm like, you didn't tell me this, Adam. I think it ended up being like four or five months leading up to us actually being in LA. Um, I think maybe it was it was a kind of a slow go in the beginning. Like, are we really interested or not? The, the application process was a bit wait, long. Wait, do you mean, do you think they might have lost interest or were you like, or are you losing interest because the process was taking? Oh no, we were never lost interest. We were we were super pumped. Um, I mean, this was 2011 when we were actually in this these discussions. Our episode aired early 2012, um, so we were always into it. But they, it's it's like uh, you're dating the cool guy, and you just have to like hope they call. And you're like, <laughs> so it, it was very much like, are they going to email us back? We don't know. Like they never tell you anything. Like. You will have this follow-up. You are in. We didn't know we were in until they gave us our flights to LA, really. Um, well, let me and ask even you guys, at that, listen, we didn't like, know. As you're doing this waiting game, uh, were you reevaluating your business? Like, you know, if someone's coming to visit you at your house, you probably pick up more than usual. Were you guys like, oh my God, our brand colors need to be tight and all this stuff. Like, what was happening in terms of the business? So we had a process that they took us through. You know, we had, there were like, once we got the application, you weren't a solid deal until, actually until you left the Shark Tank. And that's yeah. all a wild story all in itself. But so we had to do video submissions. We had to write things down about our business. We had to turn in stuff about our business to make sure that we were actually a legitimate business. And so, um, yes, I think we wanted it to be really tight, but also what we kept saying is nobody can stump us. It's our own business. So how are, I mean, we can't get it wrong, but we did want to be clear. We didn't want to use um and like throughout the whole thing. And so we worked on a pitch and ABC did give us a producer to work with. And so this one over here, Megan made sure we practiced all the time. And actually <laughs> I, I write in my book, uh, Destined for Greatness about this experience, about how Megan was really the one to make sure that everything was tight, that we had all the papers. If it was just me by myself, I would have winged it, which is why it's really great in my situation to have um, Megan as my business partner, because she always make sure we're tight on everything. Megan, so, you finally knew you were going. Uh, talk to me about when you got that news and then how fast what the turnaround was. Yeah, the turnaround was fast. It was like early in the week, we got our flight information for later that week. Um, so I'm. it might've been, it might've been even like two days. Um, it was very quick. We were told like we had a window of time to kind of block off. So we knew to block these times off and we knew that could happen. But then you get like, they just would never guarantee anything. So it was like, we will let you know, we will let you know, we will let you know. And you're the whole time you're working with them. So we got the news. We're like, okay, here we go. So we, um, you know, there was enough in place. Like they have you fully prepared so you'd be ready to go, but you just don't really know until you get the call. We get the call. Um, so we get our lives in order. At that point, I didn't have kids. Sarah had kids, so she had a lot more prep, you know, figuring out to do. But um, we went to, and Sarah was going to miss Halloween with her kids, which I remember that was a big deal because she had little kids. But, you know, it was one of those things where we had this time leading up to it. So we get all of our ducks in a row. We get out to LA. And I mean, um, you know, we had to go to, we had to get Kinko, like the big boards and things you see, we were at the Kinko's in LA, like right from the airport to try to figure out what we could get. You know, we'd ordered this ahead of time and had it ready to go. So we have these huge boards, but prior to that, we went to go rent our car and, um, they only had a smart car and they were like, would you, is this okay? And we were like, 
Sarah and I, we were like, sure, that'd be fun. You know, like this tiny little car. And then we have these like huge boards and we're like, try I mean, it was like a comedy se seg segment um, of us trying to get these huge boards with our mascots and, and all of our characters on them. So, and then we just start working. I mean, Sarah and I, we, we kept rehearsing. So we would start to meet people, the other contestants there. Um, so we, they took us to the hotel and it was kind of fun because like, at the time for us like we got per diem and they're putting you in a hotel and so there's this part of us that sarah and i are like what's going on this is so fun you know we're really enjoying every bit of it it was just super exciting and fun but then we would switch into the mode of let's rehearse let's go over our numbers let's just make sure we feel good about you know things for me that calms me down if i know i'm prepared um sarah i think was rolling her eyes but she also knew like at this point like she, she wants to crush it too. And so once you're at that point, we were both like, let's do this. And, and we kind of go into our competitive, we're going to come in and we're going to blow it out. And to be perfectly honest, when we met a lot of other contestants, I, you know, I think they met us and it was kind of like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, always. I mean, that's always like, oh, that's cute. I mean, I was in my 20s. Sarah was, I don't even you were 20s probably. Yeah. You were probably in your 20s too. Um, but it was, sorry. Um, we, you know, there was no expectation anybody had for us. And so we, that lights our fire, like nobody's business. And so we made sure we were, we were going to blow it out. Not that they would ever know, but, um, we were going to blow it out and, uh, and it worked out. And I would say that they were all super confident in what they were doing. Like everybody's there believes their business is the best really. The and deal. they should be the top of the top in this. And so there was an air in the room. I remember when we got there, we went to Sony studios and we're all probably 200 of us are sitting in the Sony studios and they straight up ask people like, stand up and do your pitch in front of everybody. And it's like, Oh wow, this is for real. And they were sending people home. Um, that they flew out. They flew them out and then sent them home. Like they weren't prepared or whatever. And so I'm so thankful for Megan because we were truly prepared. But what I was amazed at is people really weren't prepared. Some people were not prepared. And um, and the other thing that Megan and I had to do was we wanted kids to dance. Well, we didn't fly any kids out there. We had to hire professional kids. And so we had casting calls. We had never done casting calls. And then we have like a hundred adorable kids come and we're like, Yes, to all of you. Can we have a hundred of them? <laughs> and so it became like this disaster. And they're like, "No, you need three. And so it was like, so we then were you doing... crushed ninety-seven kids' dreams. Yes, and these parents are there. They're fixing their kids' hair, and we're like hugging them. I mean, it was, it was that was one of the hardest things that we experienced. And we're like, okay, you're professional. And then they were in one room, we were in another. We're like, we hope you know our stuff. It was just like it was bizarre and crazy. And then. Every day we just had to wait. They didn't say like, you're gonna go on on Friday. They're like, you'll get a call in the morning and we'll let you know if today's your day. It'll be between one and seven days. So in the morning, we didn't get a call, so we went shopping. In the morning, we didn't get a call, <laughs> so we went to the Lakers game. So this happened and it was the seventh day that we're finally like, okay, we don't know what's going on. And we finally get the call. Wow, um, is there any part of you that was like, it's the seventh day. There's no chance they're even going to want to listen to us because you know what I mean? Like they're exhausted at this totally. point. Like, just hurry up. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely, we, we were there and we had, you know, you kind of develop friendships with these people that you're there with for the week because you're all kind of in this gauntlet of like, what, you know, everyone's gone through similar steps and up to this point, we can't talk about it with anybody, you know? And so it was kind of fun that we kind of developed this camaraderie with a handful of people. And there were people that we would see come back from the shark tank. Like, so they went and they came back and they were like, it was not good, you know, or it was good. They're the, and they, but they can't say anything. So they're like, it was, it was good. I really like, you know, Barbara or whatever, you know? So, um, but, but, but at no point, like with every day that passed, we were more and more like, oh my gosh, like, cause they at no point made us feel like, don't worry, you'll get in front of the sharks. They very clearly tell you you're in LA. That does not mean you'll get in front of the sharks. And the other thing is they will tell you, you will get in front of the sharks, but that does not mean you'll get aired, which is a whole nother thing, you know? So there's so many whittling down points that by the time you actually get on it, it's kind of miraculous really to be one of the handful of people that end up getting on it each season. What was your confidence level going in, aside from the fact that it was like the last day and all that other stuff, yeah. were you like, we're gonna go in there and just go ham and just crush it? Or, or were you reluctant? Yeah. Um, for me, I, I didn't feel nervous, I remember. Like until the doors open, but I believe so firmly in what we do. And so I, the it was just all, there were so many odd things. Like once we got to the studio that day that we were told, they said, you know, go to hair and makeup, which was totally fun for us. So we're like loving every moment of it. Sitting in hair and makeup, we're like, oh, this is so fun. So there wasn't nerves, but then they made us sit in our green room and you couldn't come out of your green room. And I mean, Megan's like listening, like I'm not gonna come out of the green room. And I'm like peeking out the door, like so-and-so just went down the hall. You know, like we're just waiting. They said, wait for a knock on the door. And so I would say there was probably a little time in there when we were waiting for the knock on the door and they're like you're on that you get that lump in your stomach but really um bringing those kids on was uh, i think a confidence builder for us because you can't be a jerk in front of the kids so we had the opening line come and the kids you know were dancing and immediately the sharks start smiling and then i tell you what rich we just bam we're like we fired it away we felt so confident. And then we were in the Shark Tank for quite a while. We're, our episode's, you know, five to seven minutes. But yep, yep. they're asking us questions. So we do get comfortable in there. And so, um, you know, I feel like really to us, because of the preparation, because we know our business so well, because we believe in what we do so much, um, there were not as many barriers for us. They couldn't stump us. And we love what we do. And so, the hope was that if we got aired that they wouldn't splice it up so much that it would make it look like a disaster. And there were some things that I'm like, I don't think that went right after that, but it's TV. Uh, at any point, did you feel like they don't respect our business? And you know, did you get defensive at all? Um, so I would say we, it was actually really funny because we go in and we're trying to promote the idea of these DVDs where we have dancing um on the dvds so that everybody so at that point we had seven franchises and but we weren't in there for franchising we were in there because we wanted to basically take our classes and put them on video so then we could reach the masses more quickly th that way through the digital option which in 2011 wasn't as it is today it's very different that that many years ago so as we're in there pitching about um these videos there the sharks like wait 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 you have seven franchises now what is going on there and they 
were very intrigued in that. Um, and so actually, as we were in front of the sharks, which I don't know if I think I think it's actually somewhere, maybe I don't know, on some clip you can I was talking out of the side of my mouth to Sarah like ditch the DVDs, ditch the DVDs, because we, we wanted to, we wanted a deal, right? So like, it's harder to make us look like idiots on Shark Tank if we, um, you know, don't make a deal. You, it's like back to us studying. We knew how the sharks would react. We knew their families. Do we you knew, still feel that way? There's plenty what? of people who take, do you still feel like oh, you don't look like um, an idiot just because you don't get a No, deal? no, I don't feel like that at all. But I think, no, definitely not. And it, and it goes over, but remind, like we had one season to look at. So the, in that season, it was like, you either got a deal and they made you look really great or you didn't get a deal and they skewered you, you know? So that was all we had seen. We were a season two, like, so we had what? Ten, five episodes to watch because even season one was shorter than the others so we definitely wanted to make a deal um and and frankly we were you know young new company and we were like we've got let's go like we're we're up we're open we're entrepreneur spirit we were you know we're open to stuff so mid pitch they are really like these dvds are a terrible idea don't ever do that we want to talk about franchising and so then we're like on our feet but also like you know trying to still be on front of the camera like okay forget forget it like well then what do you want to talk about what do you want to talk about with franchising you know so we were we were in negotiation we were talking we were open to them and they definitely wanted to shift from dvds to franchising and they didn't want us to ever do anything else other than get in the car and go sell franchises which is the exact opposite of how sarah and i operate i was like great whatever you want <laughs> that's fine with me you know like i still believe even today talking to you that you know, we're gonna have a children's television show. That's really what I have wanted from day one. And so, um, I know not from day one, that was ridiculous to say. When this business started, I just needed money for a car payment. So it's not, <laughs> but as things have evolved, we just wanna entertain kids and we want to bring joy and light into people's homes. And so when they started shifting, we're like, we can shift too. Megan and I are so flexible with stuff that it's still our business. And so, okay, you don't like DVDs, you might not partner with us on that. And we also were very aware of whatever happened in the Shark Tank, we still had time to think about it. And so um, we went in and it was fourth quarter and it got kind of heated and we're, we were thriving in that environment, honestly. Megan, tell me a couple of the questions that you were like, and what? You know, you're like, go ahead. And they asked you and you were just like, ready. Yeah. Um, so one of them was, who cares about your, like, I don't, why, what about Mr. Kevin's, you know, dance company? Like, why, why are, why are you guys any different kind of thing? And, um, which I was like, well, because since we walked in, we have more customers than we did when we first were here, you know, like we're constantly growing. We have figured this out. We're really good with kids. So when I get to rely on our product, I'm like, bring it all day long because I believe in what we do. Sarah and I have cared about this for, we, we poured everything into this and it's not like something that we think will work. We've seen it work for so many years. Even at that point, we had seen it work for 12 years at that point. So we had no question. Sarah and I started this business teaching dance. Like we were, we were children ourselves really when this started. And so this is in our blood and in our bones. So you can't tell me that there's another dance teacher out there that will give a better class than a tippy toes teacher. And I know that, see, this comes out, this cut, like it comes, the, the shark vibes come out, but I just believe so much in, in our approach, um, specifically, you know, how Sarah and I are now, of course, 
um, you know, everybody's different. Every teacher's different. But I believe in our foundation of how we teach, what we believe in, building kids up, making it a positive and fun experience when that's not always what you see in dance classes. And so put that up against anything and I'll, I'll, I'll fight to the death over that. So that was specifically one of the things for me that when they said, what's the difference? Who cares about this? I'll do, what about all these, somebody, another dance studio? I was like, mm -mm, nope, nobody's going to compare and we're growing rapidly. Sarah, so here you guys are. The premise of, or, or the, the subject line of, of this particular episode is partnerships. Tell me what was presented and how it went and how you guys tried to think through it on your feet uh, with limited time. <laughs> Okay, so the feedback was good. I remember going into the Shark Tank thinking I really liked Robert. And he was the one that really didn't like us as much. And so he's kind of like, Sarah, do you really think this is going to make me money? Do you really think? And so we, he kind of backed out early. And then Damon's like, hey, I really like your idea. I just don't think I can help you. But And so he was really nice about it. Do you believe that? Like, do you... When you heard that, are you like, thank you? You're, you're actually doing me a favor by not just trying to invest and partner because you can't actually help me. I believed it and I felt like he was very vocal with us. Like, yeah, and you know, you can get a sense from people. Like Robert was all like, arms crossed, I don't really have time for this. And Damon was still engaged. He was engaged in the conversation. And so I, I did feel, I mean, you see, I tag him on LinkedIn all the time. I'm like, I think you like us. Whether or not you remember us, you really like us, you know? Um, but I would say that right away, Mark Cuban, he stood up for us. Like, he's like, no, 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 wait, listen, they're doing the hardest things that entrepreneurs can do and it's executing an idea. So I felt right away that he was stepping up to the plate with us. Barbara was like, wait a second, I want a piece of this. And then, you know, Kevin O'Leary, he, you know, wanted to put electric shocks on us, um, you know, if we ever talked about DVDs again. But the three of them were kind of bantering back and forth. What you don't see on Shark Tank, um, but what happened to us is Mark said, hey, I really want a deal for you, but you're not offering enough. And so I want you to leave the Shark Tank and come up with an idea of what you want to offer me and I'll either say yes or no. If you come back and I say no, then you can talk to Barbara and Kevin. But if I say yes, it's a deal right there and nobody this can This is in front of the other sharks? Right, he says it. So it's not on TV. So Megan and I, I walk out to the hallway trying to count on our fingers. We're like, we don't know this was the deal we came up with. And we scrambled quickly. We were probably out there, Megan, how long? Like three or four minutes trying yeah. to think yeah. of. Meanwhile, a camera is right there. Like a camera is right here on us. And we're trying to figure out percentages based on, I mean, legitimately we were counting on our fingers. And I had my, I kept covering my mouth because I was like, I do not want this to be aired because I can't count to 10 right now. Because a little bit in that moment, it was like, what? Like I, you know, it was crazy. So. And we hadn't seen that happen before. <laughs> so we come back in and we say to Mark, we say, and right as we start talking, Barbara's trying to intercept the whole thing. She's like, no, 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 wait. And we say $100,000 for 30%. And then he says, yes. And then I think immediately we're like, dang, that was probably a really good deal for him. And Barbara's like, dang it. And then Megan and I get excited because we're like, hey, we got a deal in the Shark Tank. And so we came out pretty relieved, like, okay, this is, this is good. This is what we wanted. Um, and so then we started working with Mark, um, trying to work through a contract um, for about two or 
three months. He was very available to us via text or email. He'd get right back to us trying to get our deal closed. Um, however, this is probably where the other piece comes in. Something in our spirit was not sitting right. Possibly the contract would be one thing. It wasn't in our favor at all. Um, and so that's when things started to shift a little bit. So before we signed the dotted line, which actually never happened, um, we were really wrestling with what to do. When you have an opportunity like this, how do you identify something that's not appealing just by a feel? Yeah. In this case for us, it was, I mean, we were really trying to work through the contract. So he would help us, you know, he would be available if we had like, we'd actually talk about a business question here and there. When it came to the contract, we were really dealing with his business associates and attorney. And there were things in that, that for us, we, we wrestled with and we would go back and forth with them and kind of be like, can you adjust this? Can you adjust this? Adjustments would be made. But at the end of the day, for us, there was for really, there was, there were multiple things that I was not really comfortable with. There was one that made me walk out the door and that was, we could never do anything else other than franchising. You tell that to an entrepreneur, I mean, no, I, that's like taking my soul away. I don't want to go just sign contracts. I want to write music. I want to, you know, help, you know, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to, I want to be able to run. There's a lot more that I want to be able to do. And if you take that away from, I felt like if you would have taken that away from Sarah and I, tippy toes would have gone downhill. Cause that would have, that's so much of our spirit is to keep building and keep pushing and find new things and do new, you know, experience new things and bring more you know, brand awareness and maybe a different way um, to tippy toes. And so when that was a negotiation point that would not bend for us, that we could not do anything else other than go and get franchise agreements signed, that was it. That was a no go for us that we, we couldn't, we couldn't in good faith go forward feeling comfortable with that. Sarah, how comfortable when it comes to you two, do you got you guys don't strike me as two people who go back and forth. I feel like you probably feed off each other and are in unison. Was there any part of you that's like, but come on, like, think about it. No, actually, the weird thing was is and, and here's the deal with Megan and I, it's like we think the same thing. We, we do things different, but we're very much in unison. We're really where it was were our husbands. I'm like, Mm -hmm. babe, I'm feeling something in my spirit. And he's like, I think your spirit's just fine. I think sign the contract. <laughs> and I, so I call Megan. I'm like, Megan, I'm just not feeling settled. She's like, man, I am not feeling settled either. And then when we realized we were on the same page, we're like having to tell our husbands, the big sports guys, like, hey, this just isn't working. And they were supportive. Adam probably pushed it a little bit harder. Um, like, are you sure? I think it'd be great. You know, the contract isn't that big of a deal. Hello, it was. Um, and so, but Megan and I, as we always do, arrived at the same spot pretty much in unison. And Megan, you guys decline, obviously, and you walk away. And was there any moment after or moments where you're just like, what have I done? There wasn't, and you know why? Um, because when when Sarah and I realized that that was not the right fit for us, um, Sarah wrote a really thoughtful, long email to Mark and his team, and just expressing like, you know, we've gone back and forth, and this, you know, just giving him our heart of like, this is just not. We just can't, you know, go forward with this based on this contract. And frankly, I think when we sent that, there was a part of Sarah and I both that thought maybe they'll be like, okay, we'll make adjustments or, you know, I, and then that was not what happened. There were no adjustments made. There was a, 
an email sent back to us from Mark that um, very clearly indicated his feelings towards our decision to not go forward. And honestly, that email was a gift to us because it was like, whew, I am glad that is not my partner because it, it felt it, it was it was abrasive to us. And it felt like um, he was pissed. And, you know, which, I, I, you know, maybe I could understand it because I don't know his perspective. But like we really were like going. We really had every intention to make it work. We weren't trying to, you know, back out at the end. But there was not enough give and we didn't feel right about it. And so when that we got that email back, uh, it was clear that that was not the right partnership for us. Sarah, um, tell me about this email in a little bit more detail, if possible. <laughs> so Adam has it framed at his office because he loves it. He's like, y'all rejected Mark Cuban and he, and he got his feelings hurt. But basically it was like, this is a bunch of BS. You'll never make it in business. I hope you don't treat your other partners the way you're treating me. And, okay. And what was your reaction? You know what? I celebrated it. I was like, heck yes. I'm so thankful because had he said, you know what, Sarah, I'm so sorry. I wish you the best. I, you know, blah, 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 blah. I think we would have been like, uh, maybe we didn't make it, but when he, like Megan and I don't treat each other that way. And so thinking about bringing him in, you know, and having him already be mad at us, it's like, no, we don't play that game. Megan and I don't get mad at each other. You know, we speak from the heart. He was, but I think it was just very different. And so, um, it was the best, like Megan said, it was a gift to us. And you know, we laugh about it all the time. We're like, huh, wonder how how many companies turn down a billionaire well all right <laughs> you know so megan how have things gone since then and then after that sarah i want to talk about how you evaluate the potential for partnerships or what advice you would give entrepreneurs when evaluating partnerships megan so we have gone on to continue franchising and we've actually moved to international franchising as well so um you know we it's been a, a joy and you know we've continued to do things the way that we want to do them so we never have been the type to get a sales team and just go blindly sell franchises because that's not what we're looking to really build a community of people that believe in what they're doing so we are very careful and very selective with our franchises which we will do all day long and we have no hesitation with that moving international has been really exciting because at the end of the day we want more kids experiencing the joy of tippy toes and to think that there are kids now all around the world that are going to have that opportunity is thrilling to us we always say we don't know what else is happening in the rest of their day but we know for 45 minutes we can bring them joy and fun and light and so it's really a thrill to be able to know that that's going to happen on a world uh, worldwide level um, and then more recently you know we've pivoted our business to also be a virtual business so back to those good old dvds that were such a terrible idea according to all the sharks back in 2011 um, now we have shifted to a virtual we have virtual classes available which now allows us to serve anybody anywhere anytime and as in the world we live in that's that's what we're looking for we're looking for it right there at our fingertips um, so our franchise owners are thriving they are our brand is growing um, you know we've continued to pump out awesome music albums we've been on billboard top children charts we've been on itunes we've um, been right at the very top of the iTunes kids charts. Sarah, so what advice would you give to people evaluating or considering partnerships to help that business or brand get to the next level? Yeah, I would make sure like one of the, my favorite things about Megan and I is, so we think the same, like our, we have the same mission goals, like we parent the same spouses, 
are not the same, but like we value <laughs> the same things. And so moving forward, Megan and I always know that we have each other's best interests at heart and best for the company. Also, I would say for me and Tippy Toes, the only person that rivals my work ethic with Tippy Toes is Megan, and I would think she would say the same. And so I know that as I'm running forward as fast as I can, that she's either on my tail or a little bit in front of me running at the same pace. And so I think sometimes when businesses get lopsided, it's somebody always feels like they're pulling all the weight. Somebody feels like they always have you know, the ideas or doing the work and all that stuff. And so I think really evaluating um, the buy-in of the business. Like, are you both on the same page? Do you both feel as passionate about it? And then I, I always say, you know, be quick with task, but slow with people. So get to know the partner that you want to be with. Make sure, like, you don't have to decide today. Like, date him for a while. We basically dated Mark Cuban for a while, and there were certain things that we started getting senses about that just were unsettling. And I believe that God gives us instincts for a reason. So when something kind of nudges you weird, like, start digging into it because once you start digging into it either it can either be like oh it's just a little misunderstanding or wow this is something this person really believes in that doesn't line up with me when you go into a business with somebody it's a big deal and then the other thing is like I'm big idea person Megan's details like so having some differences like that I mean she helps me immensely and I I hope that I help her immensely. So also having the opposites to pull together to really use your strengths and then my weaknesses oftentimes are her strengths and vice versa, then we're able to really charge ahead quickly. Who's good at what and how should you use that as a point to look for that person or persons that may be able to help you? Sarah is, she drives forward at 100 miles an hour and is okay actually Gary V uses this he will juggle 100 balls at once and he's okay if he drops 20 because he still has 80 going um without Sarah I think I would be more more likely to juggle two balls because I know I wouldn't ever drop anything and I think that really sums up a lot of of how we operate. Um, so Sarah will have a ton of, you know, she's really great ideas, really unique, really, um, you know, has has wonderful ideas. One of her ideas was to change uh, our, how we did recitals, and that was to move to a thirty minute recital, and that was a huge thing in our business. Really, it's a huge selling point. Parents love us for that, and but with that, we have to really figure out how to execute it. What does that look like? How are we going to group that? How is that going to be for the venues and things? So then, you know, all the details, and then how the other thing for us is we're trying to figure out how is this going to work for our franchise owners. So we want to we don't want to just um, you know, throw ideas out there without giving them a real clear framework to help them succeed. And so I like that part. I like, okay, we've got this idea. Now, how are we going to make it so that we get the most out of this idea? And so I feel like, you know, um, I don't know, maybe she picks the lemons and I squeeze them. I don't know. Or she, I don't know what it is, but I feel like we kind of tried in that way. Um, I'd say that's like one of the most basic differences. Um, I think back to Shark Tank, honestly, if I wasn't in partnership with Sarah, I don't know that I would have done it because the contract you get from Shark Tank ahead of time is terrifying, you know? And so there are things like that, that I, I don't know that I would have ever gone forward with. Now, you know, I don't know, hopefully the hours I made us prepare and recite the thing helped us in the end. But I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you want to know yourself. You've got to be self-aware too, to know where your strengths lie. And, um, and I think over communicating where you want to spend your time and, 
also being able to know yourself and know your partner. If that line of communication is super clear and everyone's talking and everyone's pumping and in the, you know, I think that that's a huge, huge benefit for everyone to be on the same page talking through it. But where are you guys now and where can people find you? So we have 30 franchise owners who now really have multiple franchises. So that's our favorite part of it is that we um, do less with more focus, you know? And so we have less owners, but then they're doing a lot. They have multiple franchises, so they're able to um, do really great with that. We have that, we have our virtual classes. We have our sixth or seventh album getting ready to come out. Um, you know, and then Megan and I are also trying to expand the brand by, she has a podcast um, called Who's Your Mama? I have one called Destined for Greatness. I'm wrapping up a book. Um, you know, called Destined for Greatness. And so our goal is just to get out there and impact the lives of kids, impact the lives of women, and allowing people to own their own business. So um, I really think that this international part is an area that we're going. And so we just expanded internationally and we have big plans to do that. So you can find us at tippytoesdance.com or Sarah Noose. Um, Megan Riley, and um, we'd be happy to help people navigate, you know, what they're thinking or doing next. And Megan, where social media platforms uh, are you on where people could find you? Uh, anything like that that you want to share if they want to get in touch? I'm on LinkedIn, everybody. Thanks to Rich Cardona. If somebody doesn't know what to do, go to Rich Cardona. He will help you immensely. So owning a business for however many years and not being on LinkedIn is ridiculous. So if you, anyone is listening to this and you want to get into business, get on LinkedIn. It is amazing. And I'm brand new to it, but I'm loving it. Thank you, Rich. Um, but I'm at Megan L. Riley. It's R-E-I-L-L-Y. And I'm Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. For You said you wanted to talk to entrepreneurs. You, you have an aspiration to help uh, female entrepreneurs. Uh, what would that be? My advice would be embrace your path. Your path is uniquely awesome to you, and that means you have a special skill set that nobody else has. So I think a lot of times we think that I didn't go X, Y, Z, or I'm at home, or I can't do that. You limit yourself. Stop limiting yourself and take action because that's where it's at. If you're limiting yourself, it will never happen. So believe in yourself and believe in your path and embrace it, and, and that's really going to be your secret weapon. I would say for entrepreneurs to know what you want, surround yourself with good people, be good every single day making small daily deposits and take action. At the end of the day, you can sit in an idea forever, but if you never take action, you will be robbing the world of the idea that God has planted inside of you. So take action and impact the world. Everyone, uh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, I, I did not know a lot of that story going in, which is why I wanted to save it for the episode. So please check them out. And obviously you could find us at richcardonamedia.com and on LinkedIn, um, Rich Cardona and everywhere else. So please rate it and review it and share it if you got anything out of it. And we will see you next time. So there you have it. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please do me a favor. Review or rate it wherever you see fit. And that kind of feedback is what allows me to push and get better guests, better information, better everything. I appreciate your support more than you could possibly know. So hook me up if you have the time. Otherwise, drop me a line and let me know what you thought. See you next time.